the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I, unlike you, can multitask. Uh, I can multitask very well. Listen, rolling behind you to turn off the heater while starting music is not that hard. You couldn't have done it. I think I could have done it pretty well. I may have knocked over a few things. Yeah, you may have knocked over you, but you couldn't have but done what I did without, you know, major, you know. I can multitask fine. <laughs> Welcome into Woods and Water, South Carolina. Guess the well, we did. We had a show last week. We did. Hot Devoe ate up three three segments, which is well, we well, we originally did one. Yeah. Well, we had we had I had him two. I had him now for two. I thought we had him for one. No, I did it for two. Just you know, but gosh, did we have such a good time? We did. That's the fun part about like having guests, especially first time ones, is because you just learn so much about them and. You, once you learn about them, you can build off of that, and it turns out to be a great show. Yeah, and he's a first-time guest. Well, I'm, we've yeah. known not since, since 2015. 20, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so, but after he, all that time, guest, I've yes. never met him in person. Which is amazing, because you were up at the Classic in Knoxville. I was just busy running around doing stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. That's the problem. <laughs> Yeah, you, you, you'd be amazed that a lot of people think this show is, oh, man, you get to go hunting and fishing a lot. And, oh, and so no. I, there's a lot of there's a lot of days that I wish I was hunting and fishing. And there's a lot of time. Show floor or out on a really cold boat with no fishing rods following pictures, around right. pros yep. taking pictures. It's a, it's a little, <laughs> it's not all it's cracked up to be, people. It's not, but it's fun. Oh, it's very fun. Because this opens up a brand new door to actually go travel yeah and and all the people you meet and having good reason to go travel, <laughs> That's true. Good to go travel. work um, work but we we uh we don't do this a whole lot I, uh, probably two years ago i think when we did this the last time when we our first show in columbia on the point mm-hmm. um kind of went through and just and gave a little introduction of ourselves because there's a lot there's a lot of people are new i mean as fast as is the upstate of south carolina is growing in the midlands a lot of new people and, and not that they really care who we are that much as long as we halfway do a decent show every week you know it, it's okay but but I, I would like to take a, a few minutes and and just kind of introduce yourself get just give you a little bit of background on who we are and why we're doing what we're doing yep. Uh, in our eighth year, finished to finish up our eighth year now. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, ladies first. Go ahead. Well, my name is Heather Metz. I am the daughter of the legendary one and only no, Roger Metz. No, <laughs> no legend involved. <laughs> um, and I'm a senior in high school. I've been doing the show for about two and a half years now. I decided to become an official part of it in December of 2018. 
I had been on here when I was 10. Yeah, you were on the first year. In 2014, 2014 you were on. I interviewed Eva Shockey. Um, that was 2012. 2012. 2014. I mean, 2016. 2016. Yeah, you were 12 when. 12, okay. Yeah, yeah, but you've been you've been on off and on the whole time the show's yeah. been on the air. Uh, you just kind of committed to being here every Saturday. Oopsies. <laughs> I don't know. I, I haven't regretted it yet. I didn't have to pay her for the first couple of years either. Somehow or another, I have <laughs> no, to pay do. her now. <laughs> oh, sucks for you. It anyway, <laughs> uh, I've been fishing. Jesus, I can remember growing up fishing on the farm pond that you grew, you grew up fishing yep. with worms and a little Zebco. I'd love to know how many generations of fish have come in here. Since I was... <laughs> Five years old fishing with my granddaddy on that yep. pond, yep. And, and then you started there, and yeah, and Jordan too. Jordan too, yeah. Uh, I also grew up hunting out of a box and on the same piece of property uh, that you grew up on. Um, and yeah, you kind of just dad kind of kicked me out and was like, "Here's the outdoors. You need to make sure you're in it so much, <laughs> learn so much, and." He kind of impressed that, I mean, not every minute in the outdoors is the same, and I've kind of grown up around that, and I've grown from that little four-year-old, five-year-old girl to uh, those fishing with a Zebco. I'm now uh, doing some promotional videos and some work with Shimano, and um, I am doing some work with Aftco, which is a fishing clothing brand, and I've been to iCast and done some press conferences and yeah, I'm just kind of, I'm growing. You're natural. Oh, <laughs> it's, just, it's just it was there all along. Uh, Kurt Masaryk, who used to be the marketing manager with Shimano, saw it, um, and really is the one that ushered you into it. And uh, I've told this several times. And for those of you who listen, you've heard it before. But uh, last year at ICAST, uh, we had, of course, we didn't go in twenty. Cause it canceled, but 21 they had an ICAST show in Orlando, Florida, and um, I, we went to we had a luncheon on Wednesday with the Theodore Roosevelt Conservation Partnership. Went to the luncheon about 1:15. Clifford called and said, "Hey, I need Taylor at the AFCO booth to meet so and so." And you were like, "Are you coming with?" I said, "No, not coming with. This is <laughs> this is your deal now." And so about four o'clock, I was. Meandering somewhere around ICAST, and Casey, Ashley, and Kenzie were there, and he said, hey, man, I said, hey, how are you doing? We talked for just a second. He said, uh, he said, I just saw Taylor. I said, really? I said, I hadn't seen her in like three hours. He goes, know something? I said, what? She, she don't need you no more. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Taylor has carried it uh, and is doing a great job. I, I enjoy having her with me every Saturday. Uh, we we mix like oil and water sometimes because we're so much alike, but we <laughs> We do have a good time, and, and especially when you get us in the outdoors. It's uh, yeah. oh man, uh, it's just um, you dads with kids who who know what I'm talking about, shaking your head up and down. Those of you that don't know, we in, we invite you to the outdoors. Mm-hmm. We we try to do as much on this show as we can to get you involved, to let you know what's happening. Um, it's open. You know, it's open to everybody. It is an outdoors is never closed. That was the thing. Nice thing about COVID. The outdoors was never closed. Yep. Boat ramps were shut down for a week, but they got those back open. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, briefly, my name is Roger Metz. Um, I have lived my entire life here in South Carolina. I've been all over the place. Um, 
48 states and counting, uh, including Alaska, Mexico, Canada. Uh, but there, but as far as the outdoors goes, it's hard to beat South Carolina. There is so much here from the mountains to the coast. Uh, pretty much done it all. I'm not an expert in anything. I don't claim to be an expert in anything. I know enough to get in trouble with a lot of things. And, but when we want, when we want an expert's opinion, you will hear them here. Um, that was some good advice given to me by Brad Taylor, who runs Taylor Outdoors down on Lake Murray. He said, don't ever try to be an expert on something you're not, because as somebody's, as soon as somebody hears you and knows you're wrong, you'll never be able to reach them again. Yep. And it's something that I've tried to live by, and I've tried to make this show run by the entire time. Started it in, well, the, the Facebook page went up February 1st of 2014. The first show was March 22nd of 2014, and almost eight years later, uh, here we are. Still, still kicking. doing it, and, and, I, and I still have stuff upstairs that I still haven't gotten to. It, it, I don't know if it's outdated or not, but I can't even. <laughs> this pile of papers just sitting there, you know. Poor things, probably feel neglected. Um, but yeah, lived here my whole life, have have hunted and fished and done pretty much everything there is to do here in South Carolina. And in and, and eight years, the onion just keeps getting deeper and deeper. The more you dig, the more... There is, and and the more people want to come on, and uh, part of the time I need two more, another hour, and to just get through what we need to get through. Yep. Uh, but yeah, we invite you to to listen every Saturday afternoon three to four. We're on in, on ninety four point five WGTK, uh, the Answer in the Upstate, uh, WQXL one hundred point seven the Point in Columbia. You can go to station websites and and. Hit the listen live buttons. Uh, we're in the process of redoing some podcasting, so they'll be on some more platforms and stuff. And the website, Woods and Water South Carolina, WoodsandWaterSC.com is up, and uh, the, they're there pretty much every week. Yep. So that's a brief intro. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Uh, Brandon Cobb, Elite Angler, is up next. Y'all hang on. It takes a minute for this one to get in there. It does. But really, it's a really good song. The question is, do I want to hang in there for that minute to listen to Yeah, see? There it goes. That wasn't worth the wait. Sorry. It is. I mean, you're a Huey Lewis fan. Well, I'm not, so. Really good, though. I'm glad you like it. He's a true soul for rock and roll music. Anyway, welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. The, The music debate on this show rages... As it has for the past two and a half years. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Oh, but we're talking to somebody who who does not listen to music, Taylor. No. No, he does not listen to music. (laughs) It is useless to ask Brandon Cobb a musical question. (laughs) But, hey, he he can fish, though. Uh I mean, he he can really fish. Sometimes. uh, Sometimes, yeah. Uh, and he's unflappable too. Well, I've never seen him upset. I'm sure he has been, but he doesn't show it. So the, he, I, I'll, I'll, I'll let you off on the music side because you you got other good stuff going on for yourself. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah. Welcome back, Brandon Cobb. Um, man, another year is fixing to get cranked up here. Uh, looking forward to it. Are you are you ready to get back out on the water? Doing yeah, your it's job? been. Yeah, last year we didn't even have time off. Because we finished up so late. I mean, right. we did, but not much. So it's kind of nice to uh, 
to have a little time off this time, and now it's getting getting late enough in the year. I'm ready to get back after it. It was really hot around here, and I did some fishing. Now it's been so cold, I've been taking a little break now. So <laughs> I t- get, getting ready to head to Florida. Yeah, I told Taylor we'd go fishing when the temperature gets above my age. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, which honestly, our fish around here is probably better when it's this cold. It's just not as comfortable, be, comfortable oh. to be out there. I don't know. And, and the older you get, that comfort level, that factor goes up a lot. <laughs> That's right. Taylor says it never started with me. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, I guess I guess the big thing on everybody's mind is we've got uh, got the classic coming up here in uh, in less than two months. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, it, we're we're past the point of being oh we can't talk about it because I'm, you know it's, it's it's hometown boy or hometown lake and you know I fished it when I was at Clemson and I don't want to mess things up by talking about it. What do you I mean? What do you think? Classic, you know, March the waters uh, the lake's what down about two and a half feet, which is not too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, ha- we haven't had a real cold, 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 cold winter yet. Yet <laughs> that, that could change. What What are your thoughts about the classic? As we yeah, so, yeah, so Hartwell that time of year, it's a little weird because, I mean, honestly, over the past, you know, 10 or 15 years fishing over there, the first week of March, I've actually caught fish off bed before, but then also it's been snowing and they've still been <laughs> 30 to 40 foot deep. So there's really no way to know what, what that'll be. I, I went over there a little before it went off limits back in December, but... It just, I, I didn't spend much time there just because, I mean, there's literally no telling what what will happen. I think the the only thing is, I'm, I'm sure the lake will come up a little bit because we'll get a little rain between now and then, and sure. we've actually had more rain since it went off limits. Right. Then uh, it, it was down pretty far when I went over there in December. It came up some. Okay. But in the last few tournaments at Hartwell, it's been pretty much full, and then, and there's been a lot of, it had been down for so long, a lot of that, you know, bank grass and stuff, like not aquatic grass, but just, you know, grass grass, yeah, like bank, like field yeah, grass, yeah, 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 had grown. So that played really big. And now it's kind of more of a, the lake I'm used to fishing from back, you know, in the early 2000s, down a little bit, not a lot of cover up shallow. Most of that grass is gone now. So it's going to be a lot different tournament than most guys have ever fished Hartwell, which I like because I've, I've been fishing there for years. Oh, yeah. But but as far as what to expect, there's honestly, I mean, it's so hard to say what what you could be doing because you could be fishing docks. It could be like when Jordan won, or it could be more like when Casey won. It, it could be more that deep type winter bite. It, right. It's just so hard to say. And I'm actually thinking with the way our winter is going, like you said, it has not been very cold, and now it's starting to get cold. It's probably going to be a later winter, therefore, and it probably could be a lot of a deep bite. And that's kind of what I prepared for back in December was I just – I went over there a couple of days and idled around. I didn't – I hardly even even fished any. I just wanted to make sure. It's been years since I've done a lot of serious fishing there. I mean, we fished the leaps there in 19, obviously, but sure. that was just a sight fishing tournament. I mean, right. they were just shallow spawning. So it's been a long time since I've done much of the deep water fishing or offshore fishing there. So I just made sure I had, a, had all my places marked to where I didn't have to go look for stuff when that when the practice for that tournament comes. It, it'll just be pull up and fish places. 
that I know are good. So I'm kind of prepared to to make myself more efficient for that tournament rather rather than try to know what they're doing. You know, it's, it, when when people talk about fishing Hartwell, they talk about people who fish the rivers and people that fish the lake, and that that the weights come from the lake. Are more are more tournaments are won down the yeah. lake than one up the lake. Is that is that a player year round on Hartwell? I mean, is that always true? Or is there times when those rivers really play and the lake doesn't? Well, I think the thing about Hartwell is I, I really truly believe almost twelve months of the year you can win any any five mile section of that lake if you are doing the right thing you could win a tournament regardless of where you are. Regardless of where I think you are. there's a I think there's enough fish in the uh, in just everywhere there to win. Now the difference is when they start biting on that you know lake body section, like you're saying, like the round, like not up any of the rivers and stuff. Right, right. I think there's a bigger potential for a bigger bag. Okay. But with that being said, over my history at Hartwell, yes, you can catch bigger bags in the round, you know, lake body, but. You know, that consistent, usually 17 to maybe 19 pounds is what wins at Hartwell, and that's doable anywhere, and you can you can do that in the rivers. You just are probably not going to see that 23, 22-plus 20, pound bag like you might see on that body main body of water. It would be more of a consistent grind okay. than maybe a big bag and then flip-flop on the, on the deeper main lake fishing. So a big bag on the lower part of the lake is, a, is four relatively similar fish to what you catch in the rivers, and then a kicker? Uh, it's actually what's a little unique about out there. The rivers, I, there's the spots have really gotten thick on Hubble. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so that's what makes that lower end probably. There's a lot of four-pound spots. Okay. And All you right. mix them in with some, you know, four-pound largemouth, and you're right there at 20 pounds. Okay. But I've probably over the years caught more, you know, five to Eight pound fish in the rivers because they're more okay. largemouth. Okay. So it's really it's kind of a picture poison at Hartwell. Do you want to go weed through numbers <laughs> and try to get get up to you know that four pound average or three and a half pound average, or do you just go you know catch maybe less fish, but you might catch a six plus pounder up shallow or fishing for largemouth? It, it's kind of you can. That's what I love about fishing out there, and I don't. I wouldn't really even say. Obviously, there's certain things I like to do more out there. Sure. But I've probably won as many tournaments fishing deep, fishing shallow. Like, it's all about even. I've done, I've, <laughs> I've won and had success out there doing all of it. So it's cool because I do feel comfortable fishing anyway there. But if you kind of pick the wrong thing that's not working as well at the time, it can be, it, it can kind of make a bad tournament for you. So it's, it's going to be hard to weigh what, what the best thing at the time to be doing is. But I do feel comfortable doing both. Got about two minutes left. What's when you fish? When you go and are used to fishing a four-day tournament scenario, Thursday, Friday, uh-huh. Saturday, Sunday, and now you're, you know, all the hoopla Wednesday, media day on Thursday, building, getting ready, and then you've only got a three-day tournament. I know it compresses all your decisions, makes them all more important. How, is uh-huh. that a, is that an easy transition to make from three to four, or is it tougher because you don't have that day to kind of have an uh-oh. Yeah, so uh, me personally, I prefer the three-day. Four is really to win a four-day tournament. You, It's basically impossible to find enough fish to sustain four days. You have to 
you have to find something during the tournament. Now you can you can successfully plan for three days usually, okay. but four days is just so stretched out and long that you, you can I think you can be you can have a three day game plan, but usually to win a four day tournament, you, one day either you're gonna have a tough day throughout there or you're just gonna scramble one day and kind of figure them out, you know. <laughs> so I, I, I prefer the I prefer the three day. Four days is just really really. Really, really hard to maintain, and a tournament with that much, you know, views on it, with yeah. that much pressure, like locals watching everything and things like that, it makes it really tricky to. You can't do you can't do the same thing. It's hard to do the same thing for three days, much less four. So I, I like that tournament. I really, really like three day format. <laughs> See, I would have thought four days would be okay. It gives me it, it, that's the difference between us and him. Yeah. You know, I'd have thought four days gives me a day to make a mistake and stuff like that, whereas a three-day, I don't have that luxury. Yeah, well you, and you don't, but you also got to think if, if it's four days, it, the way that tournament is, you almost have to have new stuff to do every day just okay. because of the boat pressure, you know, traffic. If you're in right. one creek, then it's going to be 100 boats running around there the next day. Mm-hmm. Maybe not fishing, but even if they're just following and, like, you know, just frothing the water up. Sure. So you you have to have three days of different stuff versus four. Mm-hmm. So that, that's why I prefer. I, I, I really have always liked the three-day format. And even the regular season, sometimes I wish. I'm like, man, I wish this was a three-day tournament. It gets, <laughs> it gets to be a grind on the fourth day. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You know, it is. It, with, it, with it being here in your hometown and all, I mean – I can remember when you won the the other tournament in 19, you had a, a flotilla behind you. Yeah, you did. Um, I remember that. Uh, Which it actually wasn't as bad as, as as I thought as it could be, or is that actually whoever is leading the Classic will be more, just because I know right. how many fishermen around here. Right. And uh, it's I think it'll be – I think that from 19, that type of amount of traffic on the lake will be nothing compared to what it is for the Classic. Oh, boy. Taylor, we're going to need a bigger boat. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we uh, are. I don't, don't want to think about that right now. Yeah, yeah, we're going to be out there bouncing around an 18-footer. Uh, but, hey, it's our boat. We are on our schedule, so that's, <laughs> it's going to be nice. Uh, all right, well, see, they, they, that's it's one segment down. That, well, that's, but that's the thing. He, just, he, he goes totally different than what I thought he would go. Which, which is, is not great. a bad thing. No, it's a great <laughs> thing. But it, my, my preconceived notions of... of how you would answer stuff just just gets hammered sometimes, but that's the beauty of it. I love it. All right, let's. Uh, it, it, I, there's some other stuff we need to talk about that uh, people need to know is coming up. But a good, a good classic preview there. It's uh, it's coming. Hopefully, it won't be anything like the 15 one. I don't I don't need any more ice and all. But anyway, <laughs> y'all hang on. We'll uh, we'll be back with Brandon Cobb and some more Woods and Water, South Carolina. Ah, well, welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. Glad you tuned in today. It's a, you know, we we are recording this to play during the time slot on Saturday, and I wonder 
you know, right now it's like two inches of snow, snow. to four inches of snow. To 12 inches yeah, of snow. Yeah, to 12 inches of snow <laughs> and the tracks of which way it comes. Let's let's get an official forecast here. Brandon Cobb, how many inches of snow will we have this weekend? Uh, um, unfortunately, I feel like it's probably going to be our typical South Carolina ice storm. Oh, ice storm. He well, said that word. <laughs> that's what I just, feel like it's going to be. Well, because they said it. 6 to 10, then they said 3 to 5, and now it's forecasting ice and sleet for Greenwood anyway. Oh, and no. I feel like that's way more likely than snow. Yeah, he's probably right. That's the way it always happens. Don't they come out. It. Have you? Do you have plans to go get your milk and bread? I don't. I've never understood that. <laughs> Neither have I. I mean, I don't either. <laughs> I don't know how that got started. I, it's one of those questions for the ages. Uh, but while we're laughing here, just a little second, uh, it, Amy paste, posted a video of you. I, was it a Christmas present or what? Well, I can't remember the time. Yeah. Uh, so, they zipped you up in a plastic ball and threw you in the pool. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> about six or eight months ago, I saw, you know, Facebook pops up those weird ads and sure. stuff all the time. And I saw this weird ad for this ball that you get inside, blow up with air, zip up, and you can, like, run on the water in. And I showed it to her. And she was like, it was only like a hundred bucks or 150 bucks or something. It wasn't that much. So I, I uh, showed it to her and she was like, Oh, that's cool. And then she told me she's, I, she, I always guess her Christmas presents. I'll li- literally pick up the box and be like, I know what this is. And she gets really mad. Oh, oh. so she told me this year, she's like, you never guess what I got you this time. <laughs> so I opened it up and it was one of those balls and the way we filled it up. So you unzip it. It's six foot tall. Okay. And it's like this hard plastic. I don't really, it's, it's, I don't know how to explain it, but it's clear hard plastic. Okay. And you're supposed to fill it up with an air compressor, but we couldn't get that to work. So we unzipped the hole a little bit. You get inside and then we would zip it up most of the way and we filled it up with a leaf blower. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you get inside it and then you just kind of walk into the pool or a pond, whatever you want to walk into and you just like, it does not work as well. So in the videos, people are like running across, like moving. Right. No, you move. You're kind of stuck wherever you go. It just spins, and it is the <laughs> hardest thing to stand up in I've ever stood up in. I like I could I could stand up for maybe ten seconds. I'm just, and, picture, uh, I'm just picturing like your neighbors looking out the window and be like, "What?" Oh, they did it at night. Oh, at night. Okay. I don't know how much air you have in there. I stayed in for about three or four minutes. I don't know how long until you like would suffocate. But oh wow! (laughs) Because it's actually. I mean, it's sealed, sealed. Like when we fill it up, if you filled it up really tight, your ears, like the pressure, would pop your ears. Um, So it's, it's. uh, I mean, it's like pressurized. Like you're inside it. I want to use it on Joe Cassie. And put it on the water, oh, and you can wow. see bed fish like oh. 30 foot deep with this thing. You can look through the bottom. Taylor, do that for you. Please, we'll put, please. We'll put, Taylor, okay. you can get in it. I'll just drag her behind yeah, the bed. There, there you go. Please let me video it, though. You I mean, find one in five minutes. If it looks like you're going to pass out, I'll undip it for you. <laughs> oh, this is good. The victims. I don't know. You're just the easiest one to pick on. <laughs> okay, that's, but that's no, it's, it's really fun. It's not a. Uh, it's not something you can go play it all the time. But we we used it for about an hour when we got it, and it was uh, 
It was we all we all got in it. My only one that didn't get in it. He said he didn't. Uh, he wasn't going to try that one out. My mom got in it, and Amy did. Everybody did. <laughs> it's hilarious. It was really I, cold I, though. Yeah, I, I'm going to post that video on Facebook. I wanted to ask him before I did it. Yeah, so yeah, you can post it. Now that we can do it, I'm going to post it on our Facebook page, and y'all can see Brandon Cobb rolling around in his plastic ball. <laughs> it's impossible to stand up in. Like, Reminds it's me hard of. To say. Reminds me of Bubble Boy. There was a movie out called Bubble Boy. <laughs> it reminds me of like a, like a gerbil or a hamster. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like a gerbil or a hamster. That's Brandon Cobb. My, my allergies drive me crazy. Like You can probably hear me sniffling now. I probably should just get in that bubble all the time and I wouldn't sneeze. There you go. Yep, that's right. Because you wouldn't be able to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Minor, minor details. Minor details. That's a, that's, a, that's a May event, Taylor. You on Joe Cassie and the bubble site. Spotting bedding fish for Brandon in 10 feet of water. Hey, I have a Walmart.com for like 150 bucks if anybody wants to try one now. Put me in the suffocating machine. I get it. I get it. Yeah, you got it. Hold your breath. Okay, so actually, what we were meant to talk about in this statement. Uh, we were talking about the bubble. I know we're talking about the bubble. Okay. But we, what we had planned to talk about okay, before all right, go ahead. is Bass U. Y'all are coming back mm-hmm. to Anderson uh, January yeah, 22nd through 23rd, right? Yeah, we're in Anderson. I'm only there one day. I think I will be there the 23rd, which is a Sunday, I believe. What, the, I'm, I'm there on the Sunday or doing seminars on Sunday. Sunday. And we actually moved it. It's uh, This time it's going to be like online, like live broadcast. Okay. It, it, in the past, we've done both. I think the last time we did it, we did a broadcast where like you can just view in online. And then we've done it live before, too, with like an audience. And I think with being right there before the season this year, we're going to do a um, like digital, like you can log in on the Bashu website. I'm assuming, and um, it's not, I think there's four pros talking each day, and we have different segments we talk about. It gets pretty in depth uh, stuff. Like we'll do it's about an hour. I'll do on each topic, and it uh, like we do down the general idea of like the the topic we're doing and then all the way down to like the key details of equipment and everything bash you is is meant to be basically after you listen to a seminar you know every detail i know about the the whatever topic it is this time i'm talking about i think my top five postponed fishing like baits and techniques for one seminar and then the next one the next one's gonna be a little weird seminar i haven't exactly laid out how i'm gonna talk about it yet but it was kind of a requested uh topic on some of my social media so it's going to be the best way to explain it is like when when to run and gun or when to sit still and i'm going to go through kind of the different times of year different types of fishing and a way you could be successful in a lake like kind of picking an area and milking it out versus running around the whole lake and hitting a bunch of different areas and what i'm kind of going to do with that i'm just going to Kind of give some scenarios on when to look for each. Okay. It looks like on the schedule you're out there with Matt and Drew Cook. That'll be yep, fun. That's right. Yeah, uh, I, I, I hadn't. I know Patrick Walters is also doing. I think he's doing it the other day. But yeah, yep, it'll. Uh, yeah, and we're. Uh, it, it's the seminars usually run about an hour hour and 15 or so a piece it's one of those things it's it's supposed to be 45 minutes to an hour and then you're like man that's a long time to talk about a topic but then you get going and i could probably talk two hours on a lot of it oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's uh it, it's a uh, it's pretty 
pretty neat deal if you've never logged in and watched it. And I, I like doing the live, like, with the class in there, but it's actually a lot more accessible to anyone on, online because you, like, one of my friends is a game where like, I'll just, uh, while I'm waiting to uh, work, I'll just be, uh, be able to listen to it on my phone as a podcast. So, because it's a uh, it's a video you can watch online, but sure. you listen to it there's like a podcast too. That's pretty cool. Yeah. The the hammy versus what's what's the the turtle in over the hedge? The turtle. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. This running gun versus slow mo. Well, is, I know what you're talking this about. This is kind of the, the turtle versus the hare. Yeah, the turtle versus yeah. the hare. You know. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking yeah, more of the turtle and and, and you know me, I, yeah. I'm more of a running gun style fisherman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there are uh, definitely times when you should when you should hunker down, and that's kind of it's gonna be one of those things where I'm just gonna kind of give scenarios on on each each what how like if you're obviously there's times when certain when it's better to do one or the other, but how you can look for each type of situation on different lakes. Running gun would be, in my opinion, would be your schooling fish. You just have yeah. so many places to hit, and you try to hit those places while those fish are there. Methodical would be, I don't know what, brush piles? Or no? Yeah, well, no, not no, necessarily because no, you might have a lot of brush piles. Yeah. Yeah, it, it kind of, the, the way, a good example of, of yeah. A good example, just to kind of give people like what what I'll be talking about, is let, let's imagine summertime fishing. If you have, you know, fish will get in big, you know, 50, 60 fish schools on a lot of lakes, and they're hard to catch. So you could cycle through baits, finesse fish, try to get those fish to bite, versus run 50 brush piles and try to catch that one active fish off each one. Gotcha. So it's not... yeah, That's so, kind of the style. Yeah, so it's not just a, a way the fish are biting, but whether you want to, you know, drill yep. down and, and make those fish bite or just be opportunistic about it. Yeah, yeah, because there, there's, I mean, realistically, there's scenarios to do both on every lake in the country, and it's just how do you want to approach it. At, at, uh, scenarios to do both at the same time, really, when you're on the water. Okay. Well, so cool. it's, uh, I, I kind of just run through some – it's kind of be more of a example and just, you know, history I've had and, and instances I've seen on different lakes. Well, cool. Well, that, we chewed through those pretty well. We yeah, didn't get did. to talk to Lander. Next time Next time we catch up, we'll have to talk a little bit more about the Lander deal and, and the college yeah. fishing scene and all. But, yep. uh, yeah, well, good luck starting out the season. Thanks for taking time. And, we'll uh, catch up with you soon. Yeah, we'll be there at the Classic for all the good stuff. So, all right. Well, ho- hopefully I'll be fishing all three days this time, unlike my last two. Absolutely. <laughs> That's what we're looking for is three days where we don't see you in the expo. Yep. We've moved up each time. We went from the bottom to the middle, and now we'll be at the top. Hopefully. There you go. All right, folks. <laughs> hang on. More Woods and Water South on the other side of the break. I don't know what happened when, at the end of that first segment. Uh, you said know. it just ran out, but it sounded yeah. like it just hung up. So apologies for that um, at the end of the first segment. But uh, Welcome back to Wisdom. Yeah, welcome, welcome, welcome back to the show. You know, when I was, when you said you were loading in new music, I thought you were going to surprise me again with some of my music, but um, I guess you weren't feeling that generous this week. Look, I'm going to tell you like I've told you many a time before. You make time to come out here and let your own music. <laughs> 
Could have said it better myself. Anyway, thank you, Brandon Cobb, for coming on and talking it, to it's us. It's amazing. I, it, he just, he's, he's he really good. Back. He keeps coming back. He's really good. He's been on here like <laughs> almost 20 times now but over you know, the years. I have a different view of Brandon now because after the last segment, we went and watched the video of <laughs> the blow up bubble. Bubble. C-O um, bubble B. This is, <laughs> we thought Dave Mercer. That should be his name. Oh. No, that, oh. He would kill me. I need he to would send Mercer kill that thing. me for that. We're going to send Dave Mercer this I video. Don't I want to live a long life. And when we do that, y'all need to watch the St. John's way in because it will Will not go past the first tournament of the year before Mercer will ask something about the Bubble Boy. <laughs> he might not be the C O B B anymore. He might be the the C O Bubble Boy. B. Oh, that was oh, that's that a great idea. Hilarious. I will make sure Brandon hey, knows hey, that it was your idea. No, I'm about to say don't let him know. It was yes. From me. Um. Um. Anywho. But yes, the hilarious video. We will put that. Uh, that will be on the Facebook page. That's what uh, Bassmaster Leets do on their off time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not so sure. He's the first one I've seen do something like that. It's hilarious, y'all. It is absolutely hilarious. Uh, but yeah, Brandon. Brandon's been on. You know, because the first time he was on was 2014. Yep, he was a so, youngin back then. He was young back then. Gosh. Long time ago. I know, right? Um, it, we, this we recorded this this week. So Taylor, how many inches of snow are we getting? You heard Brandon say he's looking for more ice than anything. Well, that's in Greenwood, though. Based off of my intel from my spies and the local fire department, they're expecting tenish inches. Here above north of eighty five. Now I am not gonna get my hopes up. So I'm gonna go with the safe number around five. Five or six. Plus ice. I'm the gonna ice say, is I'm gonna say we get twelve inches. You think? I think we'll just dump it's, on it. It's time for it. It's it time is. For it. We haven't had a good snow in a while. And it's gonna stick around. The for, the temperatures uh, it's going to be here for a while. It was a high of like 27 and 28 Saturday and Sunday and then 19. Lows of 19 and Whew. gets in the 40s. But it's going to be around for a while, folks. If you know. I just hope it stays south so we don't get the ice. ice. If it yeah. flows north and we get a whole lot of ice, you may not hear this show for several weeks. Yeah. Because when our power goes out, yeah. power lines not takes a while. <laughs> we don't, we but, don't hang around. thanks to moi, I yes. stacked a lot of wood. To get ready for this. You did. The wood did happen to be the wet maple that you didn't warn me about. Look, there's but a reason it stacks so loose out there. <laughs> is so it can dry out. I just said, ooh, wood. Yeah, I'm I know. Stacking. Ooh, wood. Started a fire the other night. <laughs> you can see the moisture coming Look, up out of it. I'm like, the wood is sweating. Yeah, it is. It's really moist yet. but uh, I hate that word. Anyway... Uh, good times. We and, and we've got a lot of stuff coming up. We 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 normally do a calendar of events on this show. Uh this year we have a new sponsor for the calendar events. It is Capital City Lake Murray Country. Woohoo. Um Mary Matria, who is the CEO of Capital City and I go back uh to the to the cup in twenty fourteen actually. Uh when Anthony won on Lake Murray, so uh she has stepped in and taken over the sponsor as the uh the Show sponsor for the calendar events, and uh, we appreciate it. Look forward to working with her. 
a lot of fishing coming to Lake Murray and a lot of things going around. And that's uh, really that's getting back to my roots. Uh, my uh, granddaddy um, ran an automotive shop in Lexington, South Carolina for most of his life. The first Mets that ever stepped foot on this continent is buried on the edge of Lake Murray. Uh, and a little, it's a, I think there are six graves in it, he and his wife and a couple others. And uh, so, and and I have eaten more Sheely's barbecue and Price's barbecue and Piggy Park barbecue and Maurice's barbecue that and I have like a it's there's not a yellow streak running down my back, it, but it does extend. It is all around my stomach. I was about to say the only barbecue sauce we use on the Met side is for a family get together. Yes, mustard. Sorry, base. that is that is. If you come around here with. That brown stuff, yeah, or the red stuff. We're not going to talk and to you. The red stuff is you get to pass because that's what your mom eats. But um, nah, we don't we don't do the vinegar stuff. Dude, we don't do no. much of the tomato based stuff. That's for what North Carolina vinegar. Yeah, North Carolina. well, there is there's actually five different kinds of barbecue sauces in South Carolina. Must regionally, be on the good one though. Well, yeah. That's what I think. Um, anyway, but yes, the calendar of events brought to you by Capital City Lake Murray, uh, Capital City and Lake Murray Country. There We're we go. Have to work on have that. Have to work on that one. Uh, for this week is just a few things, and these are just these are just some ideas. Uh, always check, and make sure these things happen. We try to give you a website. If not, you can you know Google it and uh, find just, us about anything on that's Google. right. Um, I'm gonna start out uh, the Certified Prescribed Fire Manager Program, the CPFM, uh, through the South Carolina Forestry Commission. They are uh, training individuals seeking to become certified managers. Uh, you can uh, certification can reduce the liability for those conducting outdoor burning. It's a one-day course, and it complies with the South Carolina Smoke Management Guidelines. Um, applies to all forestry, wildlife, and agricultural burning in South Carolina. And um, it's a fifty-buck registration fee, and first-come, first-served basis. They have classes January nineteenth in Columbia, the twenty-fifth in Florence. February 16th in Monk's Corner, and February 23rd in Columbia. So if you want to burn like I burned this week, I had to hire a forester, but I, I like my forester, so <laughs> I, like I, I called him when I need to do something. We burned some this week, and uh, this will enable you to do that just like he does. For all you food-obsessed people, especially seafood people like me and probably you, Dad, yes. here is an event for you. It is a basically a 10-day event full of Eating. It's already started. Uh, it started the 13th, which from the day we're recording is tomorrow, yeah. uh, through the 22nd, Ties to Tables Restaurant Week. And they're going to have, that's included with the Beaufort Oyster, yeah. Oyster Festival, Festival. But it's, it's Ties to Tables Restaurant Week is what it is. Oh, okay. Okay. And you can buy your food and drink tickets uh, when you Google it. Go on the website. Gate entry is free. There's entertainment, steamed oysters, roasted oysters, fried oysters. Raw oysters. Raw oysters. There you go. There's a lot. It just sounds good. All sounds Every, good. Anything that circulates around oysters has got to be good. Exactly. <laughs> um, and they've got some tours and all that's going to happen over mm-hmm. the week and stuff. So, yeah, Buford Oyster Festival. Wish, Festival. Uh, yeah, I wish we lived closer. Um, <laughs> see, the Master Tree Farmer course is a hybrid course con- combining online and face-to-face learning. It incorporates self-paced lectures, discussion quizzes, and other web-based methods of participant instruction and interaction along with a field day at the conclusion of the course. It's a nine-week course. Uh, each Monday, a new section will be released. And this is the Master Tree course syllabus. 
the release date's January 24th through March the 14th. It's through Clemson Extension, which do, does some great work in the outdoors. Yep. Um, you know, there's the introduction to forestry. There's some harvesting, marketing, merchandise. The module I like is uh, released February 7th, which is wildlife management. Uh, they got two uh, pine management segments, and then a hardwood management, degrading, stand development, thinning, optional, you know, hardwood management content, which we did some hardwood management, and then forest health, insects, diseases, and species, and then timber taxes, estate planning, and why did I even bring up taxes? It's just the wrong time of the year to be mentioning that stuff. But anyway, that's what it is. Master Tree Farmer says, if you're interested in that, Clips Extension Office is the place you need to go. We talked about this a little bit in the last segment with Brandon, but Bass University is coming to Anderson. It is. Uh, it will be January 22nd through the 23rd, starting at 8 a.m., ending at 5. Uh, I'm a little confused because Brandon said they were doing a video. It's going to be, so it's gonna be virtual, too. Okay. You still have to buy a ticket. I'm sure right. they'll probably send you a login code or okay. something like that. But it, it is going to be virtu- offered virtually as well as in classroom. Okay, that's what I was thinking. I don't yes. want to get that wrong. Yes. So tickets range anywhere from $49 to 198 uh, there's some really good speakers and some really good topics. Brandon being one of them. Speakers, not topics. Patrick, <laughs> Patrick's going to be doing it on Saturday. Patrick, about. Greg De Palma, Drew Cook, just to name a couple. Matt Airy. Some good subjects. Post-spawn, pre-spawn, yep. um, different rigs. So there's going to be some some good things being De talked Palma's about. De Palma's going to be in town? Mm-hmm. Wow. He's a long way from home. I know. Um... <laughs> And that's the calendar. It's kind of slim this type of year, time of year. It always yeah. is. January, February, it'll start. Too cold to do anything. It'll start <laughs> ratcheting up. We'll have family fishing clinics. Yep. Um, uh, no end to summer camp stuff. Coastal tours, hiking events. Uh, you name it. Uh, you know, hey, cooking, bar- South Carolina Barbecue Association events. Mm-hmm. Those are always good. So it, it, it will we'll have one every week. Uh, there's a odd week or so we won't have one. It's just too much to cover. Yep. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, many of you know, if you've ever been in the great, he's great outdoors in Anderson, everybody knows um, Don Hartman. Mm-hmm. If you don't know Don, that's your fault. <laughs> uh, Don, when I fished the FLW, as a co-angler back in 2016, that one event that they stuck me into, um, I hadn't. I had been fly fishing for so many years that I had not picked up a bass rod probably since the late 80s, maybe 90. Uh, and when I got stuck in the thing, I didn't have anything. I had like a couple of rods that still worked. And Don lent me a bunch of stuff, stuff that I don't want to know how much it cost. At the time, I was scared that I was going to break something. Um but he was he was a real help us and, and with tackle too because I didn't know what to, I didn't know what to get so he helped me a lot. Don has been battling COVID, has been in the uh, hospital on a ventilator, sedated. You know it, it's been a tough haul. Um, then we should send cards. Room four twenty four RHC. Don Artman, one St. Francis Drive, Greenville, South Carolina two nine six zero one. They want to decorate his room as he comes out of the stuff and and returns to life. So. Pray for Don. Hey, as always, make time to get out there. To the back pigeon you can. Don't forget that camera back next week. More Woods and Water, South Carolina. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.